Next on BYU Sports Nation, Jimmer Fredette working magic in New York City. Career night in the NBA for BYU's all-time leading scorer. Trade value up. Game day for BYU basketball. NCAA tournament hopes ride on every single game. Tonight, the men at Pacific. Odd makers expecting a close game. The radio voice of Pacific basketball, Zach Bay Rudy, joins us live. Plus, Dave McCann from the Winter Olympics in Sochi. And go fast, go hard, going away? Let's go! And now, live on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio, it's BYU Sports Nation with your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Throw your hands up for Thursday, game day, February 13th. That's right, Jerem. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the ever-prepared and Valentine's Day expert, Jerem Jordan. Wherever and however you may be listening, glad to have you with us. That is Nate Austin. I think you're mistaken. But you want to be like Nate Austin, right? Yes, I do. I want to rebound the ball. (laughs) Rebound that basketball. (laughs) He sent us a picture yesterday of his flower bouquet. He joined us, and he's in a floral design class at BYU. That's true. He sent us a picture of the the uh, display or whatever you want to call it. The the mix. The the Valentine's Day mix. Whatever he put together for his girlfriend, Kim, he sent it to us and said, here you go, guys. Fantastic. Awesome. Nicely done. On and off the court. Other show starters. Jimmer! Oh, my goodness. Puts together another gem in his repertoire of basketball awesomeness. That was fun. That was fun. If you haven't seen the... The YouTube highlights from last night, fantastic. Fun to be back in that kind of zone for him. A new career-high 24 points. We'll break it down in a minute. He did it in his home state. Also, as we mentioned, game day, BYU basketball back to work on the road. They opened the day number 41 in the RPI, which is very good. 17-9 record, 28 strength of schedule, and they are in the bracket, according to ESPN Bracketologist Joe Lenardi. As for football, well, things could potentially be getting very interesting for the Cougars in the future. There's a rule proposal regarding how fast you can run a play. We'll talk about what it is and the impact that it could have on BYU coming up. BYU football coaches, by the way, in a suite last night at the Jazz game. Jeremiah, you were, you're sitting right below them, right? I was. Uh, yeah, 2J, Atawaya, Papinga, Tidwell, I saw those guys up there. They tweeted about it, and then I thought, oh, where are they? And then, I, oh, they're right by me. Uh, so it was, I think they had a good time. They were there to watch Brandon Davies in his sweet suit. He had a great looking gray suit. <laughs> the uh, white pocket square was looking nice. Too bad Brandon wasn't playing uh, in Utah, and uh, it was a good game, but the Jazz won. Why did the Jazz win? This makes me mad every time. They'd... Sorry for Jabari. Yeah, that's is not going to happen. Is the chant in Utah. That's not going to happen. Brandon Davies, of course, uh, dealing with uh, an injury, a broken finger. Uh, they expect him to be back shortly, but uh, did not play for the 76ers last night against the Jazz. More good football news. 2013 FBS attendance. How about BYU number 28, the highest non-automatic qualifying school? They averaged over 61,000 per game. Yeah, BYU has uh, you know a legit... Home crowd. You know, they're among the best in the country, top 30, and then the highest of the non-AQ. So nicely done by Cougar fans this year. You remember that contest that BYU won as to who has the most loyal fans in the yeah. world? Hyundai sponsored that. Yeah. Like that. Hyundai gave uh, BYU a little bit of money to go and make some dreams come true because they you had those South most Korea, loyal so fans. You say Hyundai. Yeah, that's true. I do say Hyundai. <laughs> it's just hard for me not to say that. Um, anyway, Jordan Leslie, the, the kid that's transferring from U- UTEP. Uh, UTEP that's going to be a, a graduate student at BYU and will play one year. He tweeted that out yesterday and said, this video 
this this compilation made me love BYU even more. And he's really excited to play in front of those fans that average over 61,000. It's a unique crowd. BYU fans uh, know it, but it, it bears repeating that BYU is different than any other place because of the re- religious affiliation to the church and BYU fans all over the place. They travel well. No, no, no. They just got out of their house They're and everywhere. drove like 30 minutes. They're just everywhere. They didn't come from Utah. Join our conversation by using the hashtag BYUSN wherever you are in this wonderful world. That hashtag all about giving BYU fans a 24-7 avenue to link up, have your say whenever, wherever, and while you're at it, tell us your thoughts on today's Twitter question. Which is this. (laughs) Slow to the draw today. It's all good. What should be the number one trending topic on the show today? BYU at Pacific or Jimmer goes for 24. Use hashtag BYUSN. The understandable, overwhelming response thus far has been Jimmer. But you may feel differently after our discussion in about 10 minutes. What should be the number one trending topic on the show today? Also at 20 after the hour, Dave McCann from Sochi, Russia and the Winter Olympics. What his favorite moment of the games has been thus far? BYU Sports Nation airs weekdays, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on Sirius XM Channel 143, BYURadio.org, the BYU Radio iOS app, and Dish Network Channel 980. Our show on demand at BYURadio.org. You can listen to the rebroadcast weekdays at 7 Eastern. Rise and shout, BYU Sports Nation. It's time for What's Trending. What's trending in BYU Sports Nation? Topic one. Game day at Pacific. Not so banging away from the ball. Here's Haas again from the free throw line. Yeah, he's, he's ridiculous right now. He, he's in the ridiculous mode where there's just nothing you can do. Let us not forget the BYU basketball team has won four straight. They are 17-9, second place in the West Coast Conference, all to their lonesome. If Pacific wants to end the BYU streak... Guess what? They have to stop the Wizard of Haas. We asked Pacific head coach Ron Rowan yesterday as he joined us uh, if he's still trying to figure out how to stop Tyler Haas. Okay, coach, have you, have you, have you figured it out yet? How do you stop Tyler Haas? <laughs> I don't know if you stop him. You might just have to contain him. You've got to really make him earn every shot, make it tough on him and difficult. But if he's making threes, and like after I reviewed the film, if we leave him open from the three line, um, I mean, it's going to be a long night for us. This is certainly not a flashy game when you look at it on paper because Pacific runs a slow style of play. BYU will want to push the tempo, but they're playing in Stockton at, at the Tigers' place. They have some good basketball tradition there. BYU, however, has NCAA tournament chances riding on every single game right now because of everything that has transpired this season. Yes, they've won four in a row. Yes, they're in second place in the conference, but they cannot lose to a team like Pacific. NCAA tournament ramifications tonight. There is why you need to watch this game, why you need to pay attention. BYU's only a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. That's amazing. What the heck? To Pacific? Pacific's 13-10 and 10 and 4-8 and eight in conference. That is the, the, huh? that, that is the understandable reaction. Most BYU fans are like, what, what do you mean three-and-a-half-point favorite? What's BYU's record on the road in conference? In conference, two and four. Four, four and four. Four and four. Two and four of the last six. Yes. Okay. So they've won two of the last six road games. Do they deserve more than a three and a half point favorite? I guess not necessarily. I guess who cares? But it, on the surface, it's like what? BYU should win this game and win it handily. If BYU does not win the game, NIT, here we come. That's unless you unless we win in Vegas. Yes, yes. Of course. BYU has to win the game, so it's very important. 
Pacific's RPI is 104. This is crazy. You can't lose that game. Higher than five other West Coast Conference teams. They're 13-10, and 10, and they're 4-8 and eight in the West Coast Conference, but they are 104 right now. They were 99 the last time BYU played them, so they haven't really fallen that much, but they are higher than Utah, UNLV, Miami, Alabama, Purdue, and Texas A&M. Pacific has a higher RPI than all of those teams. That makes me think that RPI is meaningless then because you're, those teams beat Pacific. At Nick Lee 51, if BYU wants to have a prayer in March, we can't outlast Pacific or get by Pacific. We have to win by 15-plus. Yes, I agree. Just win, baby. Topic two. Jim or freaking for debt. Yep. Are you kidding me? Look at 32 points in the first half for Jimmer Fredette. One of my favorite moments in all of BYU sports history. Jimmer Fredette caps a 32-point first half against Utah back in 2011. James Bates and our own Blaine Fowler on the call at that time for the Mountain. Mark Durant on the radio side of that. Maybe the greatest half of basketball ever! I loved it. It was so exciting. True passion. So Fredette hits that half-court shot. and I tell you what, last night, shades of his senior year in the Finally. NBA. Finally. What took so long? 24 points. Career high, 24. Six of eight from three. So good. The Kings, the Sacramento Kings, were relying on Jimmer Fredette to stay in the game. He single-handedly kept them in the game in the fourth quarter. It was awesome. Yeah, he was he was in Fuego and in Madison Square Garden. That was fantastic. Like it's it's one thing doing it at Milwaukee, at Atlanta, at Orlando or something or even in Sacramento. For the first time in his NBA career, at least in my opinion, he had the Jimmer swag working. Yes. His first preseason for game, game for a whole game. His first preseason game in the NBA, he had 19 or 20 and and he kind of had a good flow going there, uh, kind of a a walk-off start. I haven't but it's seen a preseason it, game. I haven't seen it since, and it was a preseason game. Oh, the Jimmer range was on display. A la pulling up from the V at UNLV his senior year, basically like 35 feet away from the basket. This time at Madison Square Garden, and it hits nothing but net. He, had, he had two super deep threes. And as I mentioned, one from 30-plus. So many fun moments last night. It was great. And it was fun to watch the reaction of his teammates on the bench. They were getting excited. Because they know when he's in the zone, he's playing well. But he hasn't had a game where he's gone like this. Uh, Michael Malone, uh, the Kings head coach, said the following about Jimmer's performance last night. He changed the game tonight. It was about to be a 25-point game, and his ability to come in that first half and get us back in it was huge. Uh, So great defense, and Jimmer carried the load offensively. We don't win this game without Jimmer. So that was nice. Now, I hope that Jimmer can have a few more games like this. And interesting that this comes about a week before the trade deadline. Is he trade bait? It would appear yes. And I hope he gets traded. I just want to see him on a different team, different system, see if he has a shot at actually staying in the league and being a good player. He had the headset interview on NBA TV last night after the game, after scoring 24. And, man, I'm... The, the shots he hit, how timely they were. I mean, they were down five, he'd hit a three. Down four, he'd hit a three. It just, it was, it was the Jimmer for dead of old. And they won in overtime. It's important that you win that game. If he does it in a loss, eh, it doesn't really mean as much, you know? But he helped 
The Kings win the game. Talk about his teammates who are just up and throwing towels on the ground <laughs> and just hooping it up. I, I love that. That that brings a big smile to my face when I see his team is going up because they see it in practice. They know what kind of a player he is. They know what kind of a shooter he is. And so I'm sure it was gratifying for his teammates to watch him go off. I'm guessing that's that's the Jimmer they know and expect. At Bridger Hill, Jimmer's showing us he's still got it. Uh, LBJ's game winner was sweet, LeBron James, but his celebration ruined it. I love to celebrate per- personally. She continues, imagine uh, LBJ with Jimmer's humility. Yeah. You know what? I I would have done the same thing that LeBron did. <laughs> How do you, do <laughs> he kind of pu- pushes that. Da- yeah, he got excited. You know? It's clutch. And Jimmer, Jimmer if it was a game credit, winner, maybe it's different. Was absolutely clutch on more than one occasion last night. Like I said, hitting timely shots. The crowd reaction at Madison Square Garden is phenomenal. And the more that Jimmer started to go, you'd hear him like, he he pulls up. I don't know who was guarding him. Was it Steve Novak? No, it was uh, the Italian dude. Oh, okay. So Jimmer brings the ball up the court, and he, he literally pulls. It's like 35 or 37 feet away. You the, cannot defend that. The guy's like, what the? You, t- you take your chances. You let a guy shoot from there. <laughs> and the crowd goes, oh. Oh! Oh! Yeah. In the garden. I mean, that's for that that's the mecca of basketball, the world's most famous arena. So for him to do that was great. It was a great basketball night. If you were watching uh, Clippers Blazers went down to the wire and then of course Le- uh, Steph Curry makes an and one to give the Warriors the lead and then LeBron James hits a three with point one left. Jimmer goes off. It was a fun yeah, basketball Kings night. Kings winning overtime. Yeah. Uh college basketball last night, Syracuse stayed undefeated Syracuse with buzzer a buzzer beater. beater. They were down two, they hit a three to win. Great night of hoops. <laughs> great night of hoops. <laughs> okay. Well, this brings us to an interesting discussion, Jerem. Jimmer versus game day. We asked BYU Sports Nation using the hashtag BYUs and what should be the number one trending topic today. We went with game day because it, it it's game. It's first time BYU's played since Saturday. It, but the, did Jimmer deserve to be the number one trending topic? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Any time that Jimmer Fredette is, does anything, that's huge news. For BYU fans. I hope that it happens more often, but the fact that he had a career high last night and in the garden, that was that was sweet. It was extremely exciting. Now the, the now the other side the of it is what becomes, you think. Is it is it more exciting versus more important? And I I think it is. I don't think we're qualifying it. It's just what's the number one trending topic? Essentially, what are people talking about the most? I think well, that's, I can tell you right now that people are talking about Jimmer for Dead because of the way he did it. Because it's so flashy. And it's uh, it's on a big stage, and he's such a polarizing player that automatically that qualifies him as every, everybody's talking about Jimmer. His name is J- Jimmer. That alone right. among BYU fans, no, no polarization, Ab- absolute love. Right? There's no yeah. But your your side of the argument is that BYU and Pacific should be the trending topic number one. Well, look, okay, as cool as it was to watch Jimmer go off last night, Kings playoff team. No. Oh, I don't care about the Kings. King, I care less about the Kings. Kings play, nope, they're not. What What? What does that game mean to Sacramento? Who cares? Mm-mm. No. BYU and Pacific, what's your side of the argument? It means like Jim, my side of the argument is BYU has to win tonight. If they don't, the NCAA tournament run becomes basically out of the question unless you win the conference tournament. They're only a three-and-a-half-point favorite against Pacific on the road. A lot of people are like, yeah, we got this game. Settle down. If the odds makers in Vegas only have BYU a three and a half point favorite, and the Cougars have definitely struggled on the road in conference play, well, if BYU, yeah, if BYU doesn't win the game, yeah, it's over, Johnny. Like 
BYU would have to win the tournament at that point. But uh, that's that's always tough to do. It's are, tough to do. Are you sure BYU is four and four in conference play on the road? According to the WCC notes that I have right here, is that just overall road? Overall road in WCC play because they play nine games on the road. Correct in conference play. Yes, they've got three left. Yeah, I'll, I'll go check right now. They've got St. Mary's, they've got Pacific, and they've got San Diego, which would mean they've only played six road games, which means they're two and four. LMU, Pepperdine, San Francisco, Santa Clara, Portland, Gonzaga. Two and four. So two and four. It, that is incorrect. They're a you're, three you're and right. a half they're point favorite. They're three and a half point favorite because they're two and four on the road in conference. This game matters. As much as I love Jimmer going off last night, there is more riding on what's happening tonight for BYU. You're Basketball. in the minority, brother. There's more happening. There's more happening for this team than one player, Jimmer Fredette, in the NBA. Not saying that he wasn't more exciting. He certainly was more exciting. But I'm talking about in terms of importance and relevance and ramifications. Today, game day matters. It just does. They lose, man, they, they lose so much more than just a game tonight if they can't be Pacific. Topic three. No more go fast, go hard. Now Taysom runs out of trouble and runs into the end zone. 151 yards rushing and two touchdowns in the first half. Okay. So while that was amazing, the NCAA this life is amazing. has been proposed. <laughs> nice, Jim Retine. Uh, has received a proposal for a rule change that would slow down the quote unquote go fast, go hard mantra of BYU football and many teams across college football. Somewhere Nick Saban is smiling right now. And the, yeah, and the rule is the, the proposed rule change that will be considered March sixth is that you you cannot snap the ball until there's uh, within the first th- ten seconds of the clock. So it's at forty. You can't snap it until thirty. This would give the defense a chance to sub, regardless of whether the offense subs or not. Because right now the rule is, if the offense subs, the defense can sub. If the offense does not sub, the defense has to stay on the field. So this would slow down the pace. For some teams, because when we talk about how much time off the play clock went off and when a team snapped it, BYU for a while there was going 13, 14 seconds. So they were snapping at about 26. But it takes some time for the ball to be spotted. To me, that time, uh, that takes a little bit of time. And then, uh, so 10 seconds, that would affect teams like BYU and Texas Tech and the faster teams, which brings me to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. In 2013, BYU, according to TeamRankings.com, number two in FBS at 89.9 plays per game. At home, BYU is fourth in the country. On the road, no team ran more plays in road games last season, 91.4. Would this affect BYU if it went through? Yes. BYU would not have the competitive advantage that it had last season. BYU needs to improve its red zone offense, yes. But in terms of... Running the tempo that BYU wants, this would have a great impact on it. How many games did BYU win because they ran that offense? How many, ga- how many games did they lose because they ran it? Exactly. So, I mean... I don't know. I, th- I think that BYU will be much better at it in year two with the same quarterback. Certainly. Experience will bring that. Here's an interesting question. What do teams do when they're trying to kill the clock at the end of the game? If there's some sort of rule thing Im- impl- imposed right there. No effect because they won't snap till the end. So that has not, would have no effect on how you teams can kill the clock, how fast they can get up and, and kill the clock. 
Oh, the, oh, the, oh! Part of the yeah. part of the they rule wanna, change is that the last the two minutes of each half, it uh, it you can snap it whenever you want. Okay, so the last two yeah, minutes, that's a good you question. Can, you can that's go fast, question. go yeah, hard. Yeah. I misunderstood. Yeah, you're right. Okay, because that I mean that would be a big deal. Like, oh, uh, we, we've got to we've got to wait <laughs> now. We've got to wait to spike the stupid yeah. ball. Now, here's the thing: this is not a rule change year. It's every other year, but because this quote unquote affects player safety, they can change the rule if they want. Now, it's not a rule change that's going to happen. It's a proposal that will be considered March six. The other one, if uh, there's a targeting penalty, I like this fifteen one. yard penalty, right? You. You go up to the booth and review it. You find that it's not targeting. They could take away the 15-yard penalty. That's the proposal. Right now, that penalty would be enforced regardless of whether they thought that it was targeting after review or not. I like that one. What rule changes will be in place when BYU takes on Connecticut? Countdown to Connecticut. 196. Yep. Cougars and Huskies. That's it. Just 196. I can smell it. Or sub 200. What should be the number one trending topic on the show today? BYU at Pacific Game Day or Jimmer goes for 24. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Up next, what is Dave McCann's best moment at the Olympic Games in Sochi, Russia, been thus far? We'll talk to him. He's in Russia next. Stay with us. We'll have more BYU Sports Nation right after this. And now, back to more BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back, sports friends. We're live from Studio 2. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. You can follow us at Spencer underscore Linton and at Jerem Jordan. Tonight, a double dose of hoops. BYU women against Portland live on BYU TV and BYU Radio at 9 Eastern. Then the men's team is at Pacific in what should be the number one trending topic, according to Spencer Linton, at 11 Eastern on Root Sports, Time Warner Cable, CSN California, and BYU Radio. What's happening today, Jerem? What's uh, happening today? Today is uh, the recap of Jimmer Fredette's What What points. happened today? <laughs> what game is happening today? Obviously, New, BYU now, and Pacific. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. BYU at Pacific. What? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's happening today. Jimmer happened Will last night. Will I still night. watch? Yes, but I, I might not watch. I might go to a concert. Mates of State are in town. They're playing at Valor. Ah, uh, that is an abomination. You're not. You might not watch a BYU basketball game. How dare you? I might watch it later. <laughs> it's Pacific. <laughs> Oh, by the way, tonight is the uh, breast cancer awareness game for the women's basketball team. So I have, I'm rocking, in a, rocking pink. a pink shirt today. Well done. Got someone uh, already tweeting at me. Uh, at A.W. Streeter says, all the $1 admission tickets sold at the BYU women's basketball game should go to Spencer Linton. Hashtag nice suit. Hey, thank you. I think he means nice shirt primarily. Uh, no, they're going to go to breast cancer awareness, That's I true. hope. <laughs> that is true. Spencer does not need the money. Well, <laughs> yeah, well uh, for J-Dogs, maybe. <laughs> He's bringing the Olympic spirit to BYU Sports Nation today from Sochi, Russia. He is BYU TV's own Dave McCann in Sochi, covering the games for KSL out of Salt Lake City. Dave, my first question has nothing to do with the Olympics. How much Jimmer did you take in last night from Russia? <laughs> well, I watched uh, I watched the highlights that you tweeted out, and uh, Vaisekhema, who's right here, was watching them, and and the rest of us. Uh, 
boy, what a night. He was shooting from, I thought he extended Jimmer range last night on a few of those three-pointers. <laughs> so we were enjoying it here in, uh, in Sochi, that is for sure. It's just one game, but it was a big deal because it was a career high and it was in New York City and in the Garden. Did you get that kind of feeling that it was kind of a bigger deal because of where it was played and how he did it? Sounded like there were a few more cheers for him after he made a couple of those baskets, and hopefully a lot of those folks from uh, from upstate were, were down to, to watch him. And you know what? If you, if you want to have a good night, have it in New York, especially if you want to play for another team that needs offense. Um, so I just thought it was a great night for him to look good, and, and hopefully uh, it'll turn into something better down the road. He's got the skills and the talent. Um, he just needs the time. Dave McCann, BYU TV Sports host and play-by-play expert on BYU Sports Nation. Has your body adjusted to the time difference yet? It's so, it's so messed up. Uh, <laughs> our afternoon, the afternoons here are when we do our live morning cut-ins, and then we'll go home and sleep, get up, and come back, and the sun's coming up, and we're doing our 10 o'clock p.m. news cut-in, and... Uh, I just have to, like this morning I got up and I said, okay, it's, uh, it's Wednesday, it's Wednesday, it's Wednesday. Until we finish <laughs> with our live shot, it's not Thursday. And uh, that has been really, I just can't get my arms around that thing. And I'm probably not going to, so I just, you just live in the moment, try to make each day good, and, and, um, and then a week goes by pretty quick. You've been in the news business and, and sports for a long time, 20-plus years. Have you experienced anything like the Olympics before? No, it's its its own thing. Um, the whole world's here. There's a great vibe. I, I was at the Canada-U.S. women's hockey game yesterday in a full arena uh, with a whole different atmosphere of, of Olympic-level competition, and I was over at the speed skating rink, saw some of that, saw some of the short track, uh, some of the greatest athletes in the world and some of the most normal-looking people in the world yeah. competing against each other. Um, for their country instead of uh, their endorsements or or their hometown team. And it's really spectacular. Dave McCann on BYU Sports Nation. Dave, you had a chance to interview the luge coup, Kate Hanson, and watch her story develop and the dance moves take over on NBC, and now she's got like 14,000 followers on Twitter. What, what was your experience like with Kate and watching her with the top 10 finish in the luge? The best thing she's got going for her is her attitude. I mean, she's the happiest. I think the L.A. Times described her as the happiest 10th place finisher in Olympic history. <laughs> um, That's fair. But And, it, and it's endearing to, uh, to the media from around the world. A, a cute smile, a warm personality. She had a great run, her fourth run, which was her last run. Uh, the top 10 finish was really good for her. And, uh, and she's just soaking it all in. And she's a proud cougar. And... Uh, talked about that before her run and after and and she thought uh, she said she felt the 32,000 student body pulling for her and and what a great representative of of uh, of all that BYU stands for and I asked her after I said, what are you going to do now she goes I'm going back to school and so I said well we'll see you at the Marriott Center yeah. and, uh, back she'll come and she'll blend right in and and uh, but it was fun to watch her with that run and she was smiling at the start of that last run, and, and, and she said, you know what, it just, she just looked around and said, I'm at the Olympics. i got my family here, and uh, uh, I'm literally on top of the world, on top of the, one of the tallest mountains around here. 
Dave McCann is on BYU Sports Nation. What's been your favorite moment so far at the Olympics? You know, um, I think my favorite moment, uh, we've got this uh, big, tough Russian security guard over by our live shot complex, and he's in charge of making sure no one comes in and no one goes out that doesn't have the right credential. And uh, and no smile, no nothing. And so we started working on him a little bit to where I'd shake his hand and get him to smile and, and learn a little bit about him. He knows very little English, but turns out he's got... He this big bad mean guy's got four kids at home. He's he's got five brothers, five sisters, just like me. He thought he'd one up me, and I said, "Hey, I got ten, and it blew his mind." <laughs> and, uh, uh, so we got him a shirt for his birthday coming up, and uh, and now he looks forward to seeing us uh, roll in there. The, the events and all that stuff are fun, but it's the people over here that are trying so hard to uh, to do a good job and to do their job, and uh, it's fun to. Uh, break down those barriers and and make friends so we went over to the american store and i i got him a i got him a united states um uh, olympic t-shirt uh that says sochi on it uh but i got it red i don't know if he can wear u.s stuff sure say in the military but i thought well at least if it's red um he'll still accept it as a gift and uh so we'll give it to him so he remembers us americans uh i think that's my favorite moment because it's a with a real person uh from from another part of the world and athletically that moment uh might come here tonight when those three utahns step up on the stand and and get their gold silver and bronze in the uh slope style skiing and and they all just look like you know your typical 19 year old american kid all three from the united states and that's going to be a cool moment that one's still about an hour away Dave McCann on BYU Sports Nation. I'm envisioning this this security guard. His name is Boris, or it's Nikolai. It's Nikolai. There you go. Okay, I want you to take a I want you to take a picture with him and send it to us, Dave. I, I want to see gonna, this guy. I'm going to take a picture of him. You'd be afraid of him. <laughs> I'm going to send a picture when we uh, present him with his present, and uh, and you'll see this uh, big mean. Tough-looking Russian guy grinning from ear to ear and uh, loves to talk about his family. We had a breakthrough today, in fact, because uh, we were talking about things that he likes. And he said he likes boxing. And, and so here we are over in Oh, Dave, that's right, that's right up your alley. Yeah, I said, uh, I said, you heard of Mike Tyson? He goes, uh, you know, big smile on his face. He says, and he puts up his dukes, and I go, and I go, I interviewed him for 15 years. He shakes my hand all over again like I was... I have elevated a rock star. <laughs> oh, you are a rock star. I just started dropping names: George Foreman, Larry Holmes, and and uh, you know, even all the way over here. Um, it's amazing how sports figures uh, know no boundary, no language barrier, um, and uh, people will follow them from just about everywhere. So, so we broke the language barrier a little bit today with uh, with Mike Tyson and some of those stuff. So. It's uh, a lot of fun. I want you to ask Nikolai about Ruslan Provodnikov. He's called the Russian Rocky. Ask oh, yeah, him about... he was talking about him today. There you, there you go. go. Yep. He's, and the Klitschkos. I said, hey, I know the Klitschkos and that dude. That's all I know. And, <laughs> and uh, they're into it. I, I don't know how you get pay-per-view around here, but uh, they love their stars just like uh, 
like Americans love theirs. That's a great story. Dave McCann's on BYU Sports Nation uh, with just about a week and a half left in the Olympics. What are you looking forward to most in the final uh, week and a half? Well, Noel Pika's pace tomorrow will have her uh, final run in the skeleton. And she's a, a mom of two from Eagle Mountain, Utah. Uh, fascinating story and uh, an outstanding person. Her kids have been running around the NBC commissary, and, and they've been a lot of fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing her finish her last Olympic uh, run. And she's number two right now after their uh, trials today, so she's in great position to get a medal, even a gold medal. So I'm eager to see that. Of course, Team USA and Russia play hockey on Sunday. Yeah. That is going to be just nuts. And I, I was saying today, wouldn't it be cool if for one night – the Russians came out with the, the old CCCP jerseys. Just to send a message. <laughs> Retro movies, uh, yes. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what what goes on there. But that's going to be that's going to be uh, pretty cool. And then Ted Ligety, uh, uh, Utah skier, gets going later this week. The bobsleds got a whole bunch of Utah athletes uh, involved with that. So we're looking forward to. Uh, Every day is uh, the Americans kind of have some momentum now after after today's kind of medal haul a little bit they uh, they've got momentum going and it's kind of fun to kind of fun to feel I'll, I'll tell you next time we talk what it feels like to be in the um, medal ceremony when three of those American kids are on the platform and the American flag goes up with the anthem playing on foreign soil I've never experienced that but. I'm going to experience that here in about an hour, and I, th- I think that'll be pretty cool. You have just captivated all of our listeners, and even a tease. He is truly a I'm man. I'm chills thinking about that. A man of the news. That is fantastic. You guys, you guys will appreciate this. Vi and I just finished having dinner over in the commissary, and our table conversation was, what was the best BYU football team of all time? <laughs> <laughs> what did you decide? Well, I, I suggested that the 79 team was pretty good with Mark Wilson. Yeah, one well, loss, one Vice says the 84 team would have beaten anybody. Um, 96? He said the 80. He thought 80 was next after 84. Hmm. All teams that he played on, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Of, course. Um, of course, yeah. And then we never even got to 96, and the 96 team was... Uh, I don't know. That might have been the best. But uh, just want you to know that even over here in Sochi, Russia, with complete strangers, mind you, we had a full conversation <laughs> as to what the best BYU football team first is. First things first. Time. You know, you got, you got your priorities there. And speaking of, it's game day. So I know that, that you're going to schedule everything else around BYU Pacific tonight uh, <laughs> on Root Sports, if you can get it over there in Sochi, Russia. Who do you, who do you have tonight, Dave? I don't know. I don't know. I, I wish BYU was, was playing better on the road, at least consistently uh, well on the road. At home, at home I'd take them. Um, it's going to be tough. But, uh, With Pacific on the road? It, oh, is it Pacific tonight or yeah, St. Mary's? Pacific. St. Mary's oh, like Saturday. Yeah, okay. Right. I like them. I don't even know what day it is. So that's <laughs> and, and Dave, I let's... Like, I, like, I like them tonight. Um... And then, but, but of course, the big one's Saturday. They got to get St. Mary's, uh, and then finish off Gonzaga. They got to get that two seed heading into the conference tournament, and uh, it's right there for the taking. But uh, I look forward to get it tonight, and then 
uh, and then the showdown. They got a breakthrough on the road on Saturday. Uh, I loved the other night, the San Francisco game. We were able to uh, follow on BYU TV, and so that was exciting. Even though it was like 8:30 in the morning the next day, as uh, as you guys were finishing up, so that that was a mind blower as well. I'm having breakfast, and there's eight minutes to go in the BYU game, and uh, and we got it right here on our computers. So BYU TV is global, and it's great to be a part of. We debated at length, and let's end with this, Dave. We debated at length in the uh, opening segment of the show today what the bigger trending topic was, Jimmer's 24 last night or the fact that it was game day at Pacific. What do you think? Well, I'd go with Jimmer. Yes, that's what I debated. I, now, if this was St. Mary's tonight, it's different. Uh, then I would go with that. But, you know, Jimmer is such a great representative of, of BYU and college basketball and everything that's good in the world. Uh, so to see him hit a couple of threes from six feet behind the NBA three-point line, that gave us flashbacks to all those great nights he gave us. And I can't wait till the Kings play again. It's hard to say because it involves the Kings. Um, but <laughs> I hope they give Jimmer a few more minutes and – and then I hope he gets on a team someday that that runs a little offense for him. But uh, but uh, what a great night in New York, Dave McCann. Thanks for the time in Sochi, Russia. Uh, I'll give you something to say to Nikolai. The, all the Russian I know, y'all love basketball. That means I love basketball. <laughs> Let me just tell you something. If you ever come over here, you're going to want a guy named Nikolai looking out okay. for you. Yep, yep, that's going to happen. Thanks, Dave. All right, guys, I'll see you in about a week and a half. That was fantastic. Hey, what does Pacific have up their sleeve for BYU basketball tonight? The play-by-play voice of the Tigers joins us next. This is BYU Sports Nation. We'll be back with more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. Taysom Hill and the BYU Cougars 196 days away from Connecticut. Oh, yeah. We got a tweet from Matt Kevin Nixon. Got him on the show. Former BYU basketball player hit the 1992 WAC championship buzzer beater from 55 feet. He says, speaking of Canton, Connecticut, I can't wait till it gets to 13 days. 13! Yeah. <laughs> it's going to get crazy later. You think it's crazy now? What are we going to do on one? I think you should just play out and we should be like, one! I don't know. It's going to be. Are you going to go? It's going to be okay. quite yeah. exciting. To be determined. To be determined. What should be the number one trending topic on the show today? BYU at Pacific Game Day or Jimmer Fredette goes for 24. Use the hashtag BYUSN. We welcome in for the second time Zach Bay Rudy, the play-by-play specialist for Pacific Tigers basketball. Zach, did you watch Jimmer go off last night? I did watch Jimmer go off last night. Yeah. I, I actually told a couple of my friends I was coming on with you guys, and they were like, you got to bring up how Jimmer went off at the Garden last night. So uh, I think maybe Jimmer should be trending on the show today. Okay, I'm guessing there are some there are some Kings fans in Stockton, right? Oh, yeah, it's, uh, it's just south of Sacramento, so tons of Kings fans. They're all happy that the team elected to stay around. Hashtag purple forever. Okay, tonight, Zach. Purple forever. Yes. <laughs> You're holding down the fort in Stockton. BYU a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Second place in conference. They've won four straight. So why do you think odds makers have this game so close, given the differences between the two teams? Uh, because trying to figure out Pacific might make your head explode, quite <laughs> simply. Uh, you know, like we talked about in, in Provo, guys, I mean, Pacific is a team that won by 10 at Utah State. So 
you know, they're the type of team that can go and, and win games like that. They've won on the road in conference, albeit a couple of times against the weaker opponents, against San Diego and LMU. But when Pacific plays well, they can really hang with anybody in the league, I think, and especially at home. And I think even when Gonzaga comes to town in a couple of weeks, they might even give them a game. So it doesn't surprise me at all that, that the odds makers think it's that close. Zach Bay Rudy, our favorite minor league baseball play-by-play yep. slash college basketball play-by-play yep. is on BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> the Stockton, what are they again? The Stockton the, uh, Ports. The Stockton, uh, Stockton uh, you know what? I had a question for you guys uh, on Know the Folk, because I'm going to get you guys back on yeah, yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. Okay, here we go. I'm not gonna. I feel like I feel like if I give you the name of the team, it's gonna ruin one of my questions. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Don't, okay, don't do that. Well, I just said it, so there it is. But uh, <laughs> Stockton Ports. Sorry, we can scrap that one. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> I ruined it. Uh, BYU and Pacific. It was a ten-point win for BYU and Provo. What kind of uh, impact will home court advantage have for Pacific? You think on the end result tonight? Um, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. I mean, Pacific does tend to play better at home, as I think most teams do. But it's gonna be interesting because I think it. There's going to be a huge BYU crowd that shows up, and you guys know, obviously, the Cougars travel really well. So it's going to be uh, probably a packed house tonight at the Stano Center, and BYU will have a lot of fans. So I'm not sure how much that will neutralize uh, Pacific's home court, but uh, you know, I, I guess we'll see. It's going to be really interesting. I think one of the more interesting conference games that Pacific has had at home in, in a long time. The Tigers have an RPI of 104. That's higher than UNLV, Alabama, Purdue. I mean, They've they've won some games early on, so so their RPI is considering a thirteen and ten record, not that bad. What does a game like this mean for Pacific? I think overall, and, and most importantly, I think it means if they win this game, uh, they'll have a ton of confidence. I think heading into Vegas in a few weeks. Uh, I think that's first and, and foremost. Not to mention. Uh, that uh, if if they win this game, it would be the first time they won back-to-back conference games this season. So just, I think, overall, the momentum that will help carry them into Vegas and then, you know, to give them the confidence winning back-to-back conference games for the first time and and to do it against a team like BYU, uh, it would be huge. I think that's pretty much what this game means uh, for Pacific. Because I think they they know, I mean, I've asked the guys, they, they really truly feel they can beat anybody when they play their best, and I think they've shown that. Uh, but now they have to go out and do it against one of the best opponents in the conference. Zach Bayrudi, Pacific play-by-play on BYU Sports Nation. The Tigers are coached by a guy named Ron Verlin, and he's one of the more entertaining characters uh, in the West Coast Conference, very animated, uh, doesn't hide his true emotions. How is it uh, covering the Tigers and and working next to a guy like Ron Verlin? It's It's been fantastic working with uh, with V. He's he's an energetic guy, and I think the players uh, feed off that energy. Although not all the time this season, it's been interesting because he's such a fiery guy. You, you feel like at all times the players will feed off that energy, and at times for whatever reason they haven't, and that's been the reason for their lack of uh, success in conference. But he's, he's a guy that wears it on his sleeve for sure, and I think the players love playing for him. Uh, a, because of that, and B, because he, he really cares about these guys. You know, and I think the M.O., uh, with the old regime, with Bob Thomason, who was the head coach for 25 years, and Ron Verlin as his top assistant, their MO is they graduated players. And uh, it wasn't just about basketball. It was about success overall in life. So I think that's uh, that's Ron's you know big philosophy. He's carried that over from, from Bob Thomason. And then on the court, he's all about, all about being fiery and all about winning, and, and the guys enjoy playing for him a lot. 
Zach Bayrudi, the play-by-play voice of the Pacific Tigers, is on BYU Sports Nation. Last time, uh, Pacific, when Pacific was in town, we played Know the Foe. This time, we're going to play Know the Foe, but you are going to answer the question. So, Aaron, hit the music. BYU Sports Nation asks, do you know the foe? All right, Zach, what do you got for us, man? You know, it feels, it feels a little bit empty not being there with you guys. <laughs> if I had a that, nickel but... for every time I heard that one, man. <laughs> All right, here we go. You guys ready? Yes. Stockton is known for having which of the following? A, the largest tomato crop in Northern California. Oh, boy. B, B the largest LDS population in Northern California. Or C, the furthest inland water port in the U.S.? I'll go see. Yeah, I'm going to go see the port. Stockton yeah, Ports. Thanks, Stock. Thanks, Stockton Ports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice one. Nice. Woo! Okay. All right, next up. Which of these current NBA executives played college basketball at Pacific? Mm. A, Sam Presti, the Oklahoma City Thunder. B, Del Demps of the New Orleans Pelicans. Or C, Mitch Kupchak of the L.A. Lakers. It's not. I don't think it's Kupchak. I'll go with uh, B. I don't even remember who it was. <laughs> what go, do you think? I'll go A. I'll go A. And Sam Presti, who answered B? I did. Two for two, baby. Jerem, is that you? Jerem, yeah, yes. Jerem is... I got you it. Two correct. for two. Oh. Del Depps of the New Orleans Pelicans played his college basketball Pacific. Very nice. Still weird to hear Ready Pelicans. Yes, let's go. Here we go. In addition to Dallas Braden, who, who just retired, which of these former baseball players hails from Stockton? A, Ricky Henderson, B, Ed Sprague, or C, Mark Lemke? I'm going to go see Mark Lemke just because I loved him in the 1991 playoffs for the Braves. I'll go B. It's uh, Jerem again, B. Three for three, I know the Tigers! And and Ed Sprague is actually the head head baseball coach at Pacific, so that was a little uh, little bonus. There you go. Two more, you guys ready? Yep. Stockton has a festival every spring that celebrates this crop. A, tomatoes, B, raisins, or C, asparagus. Oh, man. <laughs> B, uh, raisins. Yeah, I'm going to go with raisins as well. Oh. Uh, asparagus. Asparagus. Festival every spring. Oh. There's a ton of asparagus that comes out of this area. And I heard that Jim Nance even special orders his asparagus from Stockton. Wow. No one breaks down right. asparagus like fifth, BYU Sports Nation. Fifth and final. <laughs> fifth and final. Which of these famous singers is from Stockton? Is it A, Chris Isaac, B, Elvis Costello, or C, Joni Mitchell? I'm going to go A. I'll go C. Uh, that's, uh, I believe that's Spencer. Yes. Nice. A, Chris Isaac. Chris Isaac. Very nice. Chris Isaac from Stockton, California. You guys did well. I'm impressed. Nice, nice questions. Yeah. Uh, I well, learned about the asparagus, the festival. That's the yeah. one I'm going to take away from this. <laughs> well prepared. I know all about Stockton, so I feel like I did my part. I was a nice ambassador to our city here. Excellent. Yes, you were. Hey, Zach, that's always fun to talk to you. Good luck on the call tonight, and we'll talk to you in the future. Hey, thanks very much, guys. Looking forward to talking with you guys again sometime. All right, sounds good. Zach Bayrudi, play-by-play voice of Pacific Tigers basketball and Stockton Ports minor league baseball. That was great stuff. He's solid. Asparagus. He's solid. Who knew? (laughs) Who knew? He did. Now we know. What should be the number one trending topic on the show today? BYU at Pacific game day or Jimmer goes for 24. Hashtag BYUSN. BYU Sports Nation breaking news. Oh, baby. Here we go. A new scheduling announcement for BYU. They have just inked a deal with Arizona State, announcing a future home-and-home football series for the 2020 and 2021 seasons, or home-and-away, if you are Jerem Jordan. Uh, So the former WAC rivals, 
They will play on September 19, 2020, followed by, that's in Tempe, Arizona, at Sun Devil Stadium. And then in 2021, on September 18th, back in Provo at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Another solid get for BYU football. BYU and Arizona State, the independent scheduling continues to be awesome. Uh, So 2020, just to recap what Spencer just said, this just announced moments ago uh, from BYU. BYU at Arizona State, September 19th, 2020. So basically week three. And then 2021, BYU hosts Arizona State September 18th. So here's, here's who BYU plays in 2020 now. Home games with Virginia and Arizona. Road games at Boise State, at Stanford, at Arizona State. 2021, at USC, home games with Boise State and Arizona State. How A ju- lot of Pac-12. How juicy like is it. that schedule? That's good. That's really good. And that's 2020. That's way out there. I like that series. I wondered last year... And even two years ago, when BYU signed a series with Arizona, why they hadn't done one with Arizona State. I think it's uh, even an even better series than Arizona because of all the LDS folks in the Valley by Arizona State there. Good stuff. Tom Holmo will tell you what he said about the series up next on BYU Sports Nation Plus. Get to some more of your tweets. No one gives you the breaking news like BYU Sports Nation. Also... The Asparagus and Stockton References. Keep it here. Stay with us. We'll have more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is BYU Sports Nation on the BYU Radio Sports Network. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan here. We just gave you some breaking news. BYU football has scheduled a home and home series with Arizona State. The Cougars will play at Sun Devil Stadium in Tempe, Arizona on September 19, 2020, followed by a contest at Lavelle Edwards Stadium in Provo on September 18th of 2021. Athletic Director from BYU, Tom Holmo, says BYU-ASU is a great regional matchup that dates back to the 1930s. We look forward to playing in Tempe again, where we have a lot of Cougar fans and alumni. It will also be exciting to have ASU back in Provo. That's fantastic. I love I love that BYU signed up with uh, Arizona State. 2020 seems like forever down the road, but it's really not. I mean, Tanner Mangum is on a mission. If he redshirts, uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't have a redshirt year. 2019, maybe 2020, he might be in the mix. He might be a senior in 2020. <laughs> it might be 2019, but that's one, a long ways time. down the road. This is exclusive to Jerem Jordan and BYU Sports Nation. Uh, the the template of 2020 and 2021. Let's go back over the opponents of BYU face in those two seasons, now with the addition of Arizona State. Home games, Virginia and Arizona. Road games at Boise State, at Stanford, at Arizona State. Solid. 2021, home games with Boise State and Arizona State. Road game at USC. Wow. So BYU has almost half of the 2020 schedule put together already. Credit to Tom Holmo. You heard the breaking news first here on BYU Sports Nation. That is what we do. We keep you up to date. Your daily dose of BYU Sports on BYU Sports Nation. You know what else we do, Jerem? We whip it! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Cougars Cougars in in the the Association! association. Jimmer Fredette scored a career-high 24 points last night at MSG in New York City in the five-point overtime win for the Kings over the next Jimmer was 9 of 14 from the field and 6 of 8 from 3. Softball. The 2 and 3 Cougars visit Seattle and Russell Wilson and play the Seattle Redhawks, not the Seattle Seahawks, tonight at 9.45 Eastern. Women's basketball. It's game day in the Marriott Center. Spencer Linton on the call tonight on BYU TV and BYU Radio at 9 Eastern as the Cougars play Portland. Keep it weird. 
It's the pink game for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Spencer is wearing his pink shirt. Oh, yeah. And a wonderful black and white pink tie. Black and white? Pink tie? A black and white pink tie? Yeah. How does a black and white pink tie work? Black and white and pink. Oh, oh, black and white and pink. Black and white pink tie. There's there's no white. It's silver. As long as you've got your student tie. Yep. Yes, nice JT reference. Okay, great news for BYU football. They lock in another Pac-12 opponent. Uh, you heard it on BYU Sports Nation, Arizona State and the Cougars, a home and road series. And I say home and road because... It's not two, two that, home that's, games. That's, it's that's one Jerem's, home, one road. It's Jerem's thing. Uh, <laughs> BYU had Arizona State in 2020 at home in Provo in 2021. Who gets our rise and shout today? No doubt. Jimmer for a dad. 24 points career high yesterday. Let us uh, hope that he continues to pour it on and shoot from deep across the land of the association. Tomorrow, Alex Jensen, play-by-play voice of St. Mary's. BYU will match up with the Gales on Saturday in Moraga. And David Smith, the rugby head coach, coach of back-to-back national champion BYU rugby, by the way. The Irishman, he's, he's great. And we'll, an- we'll announce our Fantastic. Journey to the Tourney contest winner, West yes. Coast Conference Basketball, for free. That's a big deal. Airfare, hotel, tickets to the game, chance to meet Dave McCann. You know, that's a big deal. What should be the number one trending topic on the show today? BYU at Pacific or Jimmer goes for 24? This, of course, before BYU announced the Arizona State game. <laughs> that now has probably become the number one trending topic. At TF Newfer says, J-I-M-M-E-R, Jimmer. Did anyone say, and Ben, wait in on this, did anyone say Pacific, BYU Pacific? Did- we have yet to get a tweet that says Pacific. <laughs> oh, come on. Winning! Okay, so it's ex- it's exciting. Yes, it's the most exciting. It's no, the no, no, flashiest. No, no. What's but it, the is it the most tre- important? We're not qualifying it. It's what's the number one I'm trying one to sway people to my side, Jerem. It is too late. It is 1057 <laughs> Mountain, and you have run out of real estate, brother. No, you fought the good fight. But let's be honest. That that was one great game from Jimmer. I hope he continues to do it. Pacific, game ni- game day, huge for BYU. The game itself is not huge, but the context around it is really big. At FR Ruiz, a Jimmer. Definitely Jimmer. It's a shame that he'll probably DNP the next two games. Hopefully not. Yeah. Keep him in the game. Thanks to our guest today, Dave McCann, live from Sochi. Zach Beirudi, the play-by-play voice of Pacific, and everyone on our crew. Producer Ben Bagley, senior coordinating producer Michael Miner, station manager Don Chaline, production assistants Alan Miller, Spencer King, and engineer, always bringing it, A.A. Ron Evans. For details on the show and that BYU football release, check out BYU Sports Nation's Twitter and Instagram pages, show links, and much more. You can also listen to episodes of the show on demand at byuradio.org. For Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. It's game day. We love Jimmer. You have just listened to BYU Sports Nation. We heard that you were throwing up. Were you throwing up?